Sit, sit in your anger. Sit into that frustration. Be mad. Save. That's not just salvation. Save from horniness. Save from killing somebody. Save from cussing somebody out. You're going to be saved. Like and it's not abnormal for you to be aroused. So you have to understand and have that thought in your mind that, okay, I'm horny right now, but it is not normal to 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 be it's not normal to be horny now it is actually abnormal if you are never sexually aroused that means you know there's something wrong with you you know what i'm saying but it's it's okay i'm just not saying it like that <laughs> but it's okay to be sexually aroused now what i would give it to yeah. god he wants that anger he wants because he already knows it's there so it's like why are you trying to imagine what you're trying to imagine what you're Friends, welcome. It is the season two finale. If you are in the chat, go ahead and let us know that you are here. Let us know that you are watching. Um, drop a, a hey emoji, just a wave in the hands. Let us know that you are here. Um, so today, as you guys can tell from my board, Holy Bahorny Part 2. All right, so this is the season two finale. We have a Q&A session. We're doing a giveaway. Um, so you definitely want to share this and make sure to tell your friends to come on. Um, Reflections, Being One Podcast is now live. All right, make sure I share this on my page. Um, but all right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and add on the friends. Again, once you come on, just let us know that you are watching and that you are here um hey monica hello how are you how are you good good finale yes you ready yeah i'm ready i'm ready let's talk about it let's talk about it nice all right lafayette hey Hey, how are you? Good. It's season two finale. <laughs> we already in December. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, uh, Lafayette was on the season one, and he made it back to season two. Um, so definitely excited. I'm glad you were able to be part of both seasons. Um, yeah. Definitely appreciated um, your 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 point of view was definitely appreciated on this. this. I just want to thank you for watching with us for two seasons for sure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So um, we are talking holy but horny, and we are doing a part two. So we're running it back. So last time we did holy but horny, um, we got a lot of comments. We got a lot of feedback on that. So I decided, you know what, um, let's do a part two. And this time, let's do a Q&A and answer some questions. Um, so on this season, on season two of the Reflections of Conversation with Friends, we had Monica, we had Lafayette, and we also had Villard. But unfortunately, Villard could not make it for the season finale. And so we have a special guest, a special friend joining us on the live today so we're gonna go ahead and add him hey west hey sam how's everybody doing pretty good pretty good <laughs> thank you so much for um joining our live um and coming on as a friend 
Happy to be here. <laughs> All right, guys. So on the board, again, we have Holy But Horny Part 2. All right. So we're running it back. We're running this conversation back. But this time we had some questions. Um, and so this is a a two hour special. We're gonna get right into the questions because the questions I feel like are a little weighty and they might take some time to answer. And as we're answering questions, we'll take breaks and do um, giveaways as well. All right, so y'all ready for the question? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. All right, so the first question um, on the board, it says, what can the church do differently on how they approach the conversa conversation of sexy young people? So I decided to do that question first to kind of start off, you know, the conversation since we are talking about it. So how do you guys feel um, the church should approach the conversation differently um, when it talks about sex to young people? I think they should actually start having the conversation outside mm -hmm. of sex is wrong. I think that outside of sex is wrong, that's the most conversation a lot of us who, mm -hmm. who have been in church have heard being children or young adults. Absolutely. I agree. I was going to say stop. Um, you know, saying that sex is a sin, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's natural. God has, you know, ordained it, but in the marriage. So it's very important that the church, you know, acknowledges that. And when they go about that conversation, they start there. Um, and just letting you know that when you're singleness, it's time to focus on you. It's time to, you know, focus on some things within yourself. Um, and it's not all about sex, but at the same time, just knowing that it's not bad, like um, Lafayette said. sometimes the church approaches the conversation from a uh, kind of defensive approach because they kind of sometimes assume that the kids are already having sex. So they kind of want to like kind of stop it. Um, so I think that the conversation needs to, needs to be had period. Cause it's not had sometimes. And um, yeah, just start the conversation and like remind like the, you know, the youth that sex isn't a bad thing. Like Monica said, it's God ordained, but, um, you know, just encourage and like teach the teach the youth like what's what it is and like what it means, and so they can like not be so fearful about it. Because sometimes like kids have questions and they don't ask those questions because all they hear is like sex is bad. You shouldn't do you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. But if we have the conversation from a different uh, viewpoint and not like a negative standpoint, then I feel like the youth will be more willing to listen to the church. That's right. good. Right, um, that is good. And you made a valid point when you talked about like um, the mindset or already their approach that they already have where they're like already um, basically already concluded the fact like, okay, they're having sex. So we're gonna like, don't be having sex. Y'all gonna go to hell type of stuff rather than not coming and talking about sex out of love. It's more out of like, you know, like that different, that different idea. And I feel like what it does, it just forces like young people, it forces us to just be like sneaky about it. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, well, they were mad when they were talking to us about it. So obviously this is not something to talk about. And if we're going to do it, we're going to be sneaky and sneaky and silent about it, you know? Um, and so definitely like, I know sometimes I have conversations with people and when we talk about like how early, like, the sex talk should be had like even a church with young people it's like different opinions um but i feel like 
just the simple fact, like I didn't learn till my grown age that like sex was God's idea, like, and that God made sex. Like I didn't even learn that until I was in my twenties. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like, and knowing that it had me look at it at, in such a different way, like with such a different perspective. And it's like, it like helped me to like even honor that, you know? So definitely, um, how they should approach it like how you said like not in from a place of already condemning us for it even if we're not doing it right um but from a place of love for sure uh tyra says same i learned later right like i'm just like what i've been in church my whole life like what yeah a lot of young people have that same testimony that's like like they don't learn it from their parents sometimes because the church sometimes leads the parents and how they approach sex. So if the church isn't speaking about it, the parents don't speak about it either. So we learn it from our friends and other places. Uh, Ty, hey Ty, Ty said, I learned at 15 years old. So what, what exactly did you learn at 15 years old, Ty? All right, uh, we Hello? made our that question. What can the church do differently on how they approach the conversation of sex to young people? All right, we go with that one. Well, like we said, just in conclusion, but I just want to say that I learned it two different ways, both from the church. So one was condemning it. And the other side of that, people in the congregation, you know what I mean, were telling me something different. You know, I know we had the conversation of a lot of exposure comes from not necessarily the pulpit, but it comes from people that sit next to you, um, whether that's a positive influence or a negative. And in my case, it just so happened to be negative. So a lot of the stuff that I wasn't necessarily exposed to in the school system, I was exposed to in the church with the woman right next to me. So, you know, showing me pictures, uh, you know, explicit pictures, showing me, telling me about different engages that they've had, um, sexual, um, just, it was very much, you know, I don't want to say like, I, it was just weird. It was like the church is telling me not to do it, but yet people in the church are doing it. So it was some type of discrepancy going on. I was really trying to figure out, well, where side am I going to take? It was almost like having the devil and the angel on one side and you got to kind of pick to see what side you're going to go on. So I think that the church definitely needs to have the conversation and not just keep saying, don't do it. Because at the end of the day, like we know what happens. So if you have the conversation of what God intended for it to be, you'll be more inclined to actually honor that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Tara says, and the school is teaching a lot earlier. And when you find out your kid knows about it, you want to get mad. Very true, Tyra. Um, Kiana says, I learned from all the wrong places. And it's just like, if we're learning everything else from the church, why not are we being taught this properly? You know, the idea of it properly is my question. Um, and I feel like I feel like maybe the church didn't even grasp the idea of it as well, that it is something like good. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe they just steered away from even maybe having the conversation like that because they felt like if they had that conversation, it might encourage the young people to do it. What do y'all think? Uh, my question would be what, experience have they had with sex because some a lot of older i'm not sure that they had good experiences with it so now they're just going to tell you to shy away from it like you don't know what happened to them to make them be so callous towards sex like because a lot of old people that's a no no mm -hmm. you don't talk about that like and maybe 
it's because of, at least in my experience, it was a lot of women who did the teaching of a lot of women involved in the church. So you don't know what they were subject to as wives in their marriages that could have possibly made them just like, you know what? Don't do it at all. Cause I ain't like, it, you know, because <laughs> a lot of stuff happened back in the day. Like a lot of stuff would happen and it was considered acceptable. Like women didn't have the same freedom sexually that they have now. Like it was a very different thing. And you know, of course you really didn't hear men. I didn't hear men talking about it at all. So yeah. That's a good point because I feel like, especially like back in the day, I feel like, like women, like they were just more so like compliant where it's just like, all right, I'm going to lay here. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't an experience I feel like. And so, and I, I feel like even though like people got married, if they like were in the church, it was still like, this isn't really good. This is just for reproduction, which is a question and is not something to like be like pleasurable or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was still like nasty. Like, it's a nasty thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they seen it as, okay, this is God's idea. This is what God wanted. This is this is an act of worship, you know? Tyra. Tyra <laughs> says, well, I feel like if you are married and say sex is not all that, then you must ain't getting it right. <laughs> Tyra, where's your filter, Tyra? But that's why it's meant in marriage, because you're supposed to be able to have those conversations. You know, like, I ain't gonna lie, we all know, I, well, I stepped out before marriage, of course. And, you know, it will be times where I was like, oh, that was not it. You know what I mean? But if I was married in a relationship, I would actually feel more comfortable telling my spouse, which you should. Like, hey, that wasn't what it could have been. Like, this is what I like. And it also gives your partner the opportunity to get to know you. That's what it's all about. So if it ain't right, it's probably because it's just not in the right realm and if your marriage sex ain't right then y'all just not talking about or you're not being real with each other and i think we got to be real with each other as well um when that time comes i'm gonna be real tyra say ain't none <laughs> but 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 i feel like too because we were talking about um so like the last conversation we had about holy but horny and we we're talking about embracing our sexuality i feel like that that lack of the embracing the sexuality part is probably what they're lacking. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I feel like they feel like they don't have a say in how this goes. And I feel like, especially with women in the church, it's, you know, you submit to the husband. And so I feel like it's a matter of, okay, whatever he says, whatever he wants to do, that's just what it is. And we never, like women don't have a say, you know? And I feel like that's where it's just like... They're not, you, they're not being real about, well, this is not what I want because they, they probably felt like they couldn't because right. I'm going to do whatever he says and that's it. Yeah, I think there's a possibility. <laughs> I think, yeah. I also find it unacceptable. I think. <laughs> oh, good. That's what Monica said. Unacceptable. No, for real. And I, I feel like, you know, Embrace your sexuality, like you married, like figure it out. Um, figure it out. Figure it out. I mean, y'all gonna be married all these years. Figure right. It figure it out. Cause baby, who you got? Like that's all you gonna have. Like, and we gotta get out the stigma that it's a one way street. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a two way thing. Mm-hmm. But we and just getting there, Monica. We just getting there. Some people ain't got there yet. That's you, true. You right. You right. It's a Some 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know a lot of the marriages I saw in church, they, they, they didn't make me want to get married. Very few did. It didn't look exciting. It was, we in church all the time. We always go in places with the church. I got to do this for pastor. Why would anybody want that? And why would I wait for that? Ooh, Look at wow. from, from a youth perspective. Why would I wait for that? Well, that's true. <laughs> and some of them relationships look so forced. They look so miserable sitting next to each other. Some of them didn't want to sit next to each other. And oh, when I'm saying some of them, I'm talking about even my family. Okay? So you think about it. If you see all of these relationships within the church and you're in the church, your relationship probably is going to mimic what you see. So we got to start changing some things in the church in order for us to start changing and shifting some things within our families, because right. ultimately that's where these generational curses come from. So if we see these things happening, the church has to have these conversations in order for us to see something different, yeah. including sex. So, yeah. No, no, that that is definitely, um, definitely true. Love you. said, y'all. He said, y'all are not inspiring me to get married, okay? Marriage is not something that I'm just like, oh, I want to get married. I've seen so many happy marriages. That has not been my story at all. Like, no. <laughs> hey, Alexis. Hey, Kiana. Alexis said all facts. But, you know, I heard, like, I'm, I'm, I was part of, like, this, this new app or whatever. It's called Clubhouse. And they were having a conversation. And they were like, somebody had mentioned, um, they were like kingdom relationships. What something about is looks boring. Like basically like Christian relationships look boring. Look at Lafayette. Lafayette say yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's a lot of people's like take or perspective on it because I just want people to just be so religious. And like y'all said, like I feel like they didn't, they probably didn't pick that person. They probably got forced to marry them. It probably just made sense because maybe they grew up in the same church. Tyra said, don't get me started on that. And you know, like, I just feel like you can have fun and be like holy and stuff. She said, it is not boring. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. No, for real, Um, but it's not boring. I just feel but like they make it seem that way. But I think we, we see it or we perceive it that way. And I think that's why we also like in our dating lives, like we're like, oh, if I get a spiritual partner, it's not it's gonna be so boring, so lame. But even Tyra, like inspiration for one, and she was like, It's not boring, you know what I mean? Like there's things that you can do. It's not all about sex. We're not having sex, we don't need to have sex, you know what I mean? Like that's awesome. And right. I think that the, that you know, message needs to be clearer and it needs to be out there more and we need to see more of that so that way we'll be more inclined to seek that because at the end of the day that's what God has for us but if we're just looking for the quick fix or we're looking for something that's going to make me temporarily happy or something somebody I can go to the club with every Saturday like that's not ultimately what I want you know what I mean but back in the day maybe so when my life wasn't necessarily right so I think that we have to kind of change the trajectory of our mindset of like these Christian relationships as being boring um but in order for that to happen we got to talk about what is a fun exciting Christian relationship actually look like and we don't right. see enough of that. we don't all they tell us is don't have sex and we're just like okay <laughs> 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 like, okay. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Woo, okay. Um, let's get to this. Uh, let me see what I have here. 
All right. So um, I was doing a trivia on the a podcast page on Instagram. And so I want to shout out the winners and share their prize. So we had Gabby and Kayla. I shared that on the last podcast episode, but congrats to y'all. It was the Proverbs challenge and they won. So if you guys are on live or if you guys see this later, be sure to send me your cash app name, send y'all y'all prize. Y'all want some money and your mailing address because I will be sending you guys um, a free kingdom citizen shirt. Y'all want a shirt. So make sure you guys send me your sizes and your mailing address. And congrats again on winning the first trivia um, last month. All right. So Tyra said, I knew it. <laughs> Tyra, I know, listen, everybody who participated, I'm going to send you a message. I'm going to let you know how many points you did get. Um, and I still want to congratulate you guys for even participating. You know, you know when you got the little award, the little um, the little thing for for participating. <laughs> Y'all gonna get that? <laughs> it's okay. I know I ain't gonna need this. It's a virtual award. <laughs> <laughs> little participation ribbon. Right, right. Participation ribbon. Thank you for participating. All right. So the next question, y'all. Is is sex for pleasure or reproduction? Is this a question? Easy. <laughs> it better be for both, okay? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we all agree. Both. No, but people be thinking that they like people will argue that sex for reproduction. Some like, churches preach that too. Yeah. Some churches do. preach that. Tara said both. Right. Like people really argue that sex is um, for reproduction and we just child. OK, cool. We all say uh, both. Well, question, right? question. I got a, I got a follow up question. Is it wrong <laughs> to only seek sex for pleasure and not reproduction if you are married? Like what if you don't want to have babies and you are married? Is that wrong? Because we got so many. <laughs> See, and I think about it like what if. Okay, because like if, okay, let's say we were like, okay, sex for reproduction, but let's say that the woman is like barren, you know, like she can't have children, like she can't bear children. So what do we say then? Like, can't have sex. Going ahead. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, because I think about stuff like that because when people argue that sex is for reproduction, then I'm just like, okay, but what if they can't like like reproduce? Like, what if they can't? So what do we what do we tell that person? Or what do we tell that couple? It can't be no sex for you. That's not a fair answer. Right. We can all just mind our own business when it comes to that world. Let people figure out their marriages and what they want to do in their sex life, and we can all be happy. I think sex within the, the um, framework of marriage, you know what I mean? With you and your spouse, with you and your partner, I want to say free reign because somebody can put something in there that's probably not supposed to be in there. But for the most part, y'all have the autonomy to do it for reproduction or for pleasure or for both. That, that's my intention. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Monica. That's it's nobody's business. If it's within the confines of marriage, that's, that's between y'all two. Like, it's... Right business. Either way, ain't nobody's business. We all grown. Yeah. <laughs> married or not. When I'm married, it ain't gonna always be for reproduction. That's all I gotta say. I was right. Um, Tyra said, why are we having sex if it ain't pleasure? People do it. 
Tara says, I mean, some marriages like to wait a year or two before they have kids. Right, right, right. And is that wrong? Hmm. Um, like me, I like to enjoy my husband at least the year um, first personally. Me too, Tara. Me too. Um, is birth control wrong for married couples? How y'all feel about that? That ain't for me to speak on. So, <laughs> Personally, I don't think so, but I know some people's argument will be it's abortion in a way. So, but personal convictions for me, that's how I say it. If, if you are convicted about it, then don't do it. Live your life, man. Let God. <laughs> is it wrong? So the question is, is it wrong? Now I've heard like different couples. Um, they'll like talk about that. Like, let's say they were using like um, like birth control, and then they like you know heard from God and it was just like, okay, like we can't be doing it anymore. Like God convicted us. I feel like they got that conviction you know what i mean but to say like it's wrong and i guess what you said lafayette about like you know the topic of always oh, kind of like abortion in a sense because you're like you know kind of aborting that to happen but it's like is it wrong i don't know i can't i can't say yes or no yeah i'm not in the in a position to say that it's wrong yeah um i think again it's up to you and your partner but I don't know. If I spoke for myself, I could give you my answer. But, you know, in regard to other people, I can't tell you because marriage is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's your conviction. And I there's like certain things like people will ask. And I'm like, to be honest, I haven't seen God about that to like be like, okay, like I struggle from strong conviction about that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not married and you know, I'm not, I don't have that, you know, I don't there's not something that I'm worrying about right now to be like, okay, God, what do you think about this or whatever? I haven't like seen God about that. So I can't really confidently give an answer, you know. Um, Kiana says the Bible said, Let the breast satisfy you always. It, it sure does, it does, it does. Um, Tyra says, uh, speak daughter of God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And amen. And amen. All right. So we said sex, both, both. Okay. Next question is, is there really such a thing as a soulmate? I mean, I would say if you feel like you have a connection with a person and you want to consider them your soulmate, then... Sure, I guess there is a such thing as a soulmate if the connection is that strong and you feel that way about that person. I feel like you could you could consider that person your soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like um a soulmate and is there being the one is different. Um and I feel like because I think about even like Jonathan and David's relationship. I feel like that was like a kind of like a soulmate type of ideal. Like, you know, like I don't feel like it's necessarily, I don't know. Like I just feel like that, like that's the part. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. Um, Joshua says Solomon was enjoying the bosom. I'm done. That's true though. He was, he was getting him in trouble. Mm. <laughs> But is there such thing as a soulmate? I say I agree with us. I say yeah. Like I feel like if you feel like that connection in your soul, then I feel like that can be your soulmate. Now, can you have more than one soulmate? Possibly. 
I say yeah. Yeah. I say yeah. Let's look at the definition. All right. A person idly suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner. So with that definition, I would say yes. Um, and I think that just because you consider them a soulmate don't mean that it was supposed to be yours. Um, and I think that's where soul ties come from, too. So um, I, I don't know. I haven't really studied that one enough to like really speak on it. But I think you can have more than one. Doesn't yeah. mean that it's an intentional soulmate that God had for you. Mm. And then also, too, like I don't think it's just a matter of just relationship like, you know, an intimate relationship, but like friends as well. Like I always think when I hear a soulmate or like a soul tie, I think about, about Jonathan and David in the Bible um, who had that really like close relationship where it was just like, I'll literally do anything. Like I'll lay my life type of stuff, type of ordeal um, type of relationship. So yeah, I believe there's in, in soulmates and I believe that you can have more than one. It's not like a one thing to me. Um, Tyra says, and Solomon was wise and still adjoined the bosom, LOL. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all in the comments. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, now we have a giveaway question. And um, this giveaway... <clears throat> well, first, let's answer the question first, and I'll tell y'all what the, what, the, what the prize is. But the question is, what was the first December Bible study called this past Wednesday on the Being One podcast page? So, for um, December, I've started, or I'm, what I'm doing is a Bible study weekly. And last Wednesday, or this Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I posted a video. And what was that Bible study called? So y'all let me know in the comments. Whoever's the first one to answer will get the prize. <laughs> I went for Tyra, Kiana, Alexis, whoever who else was in here. Somebody got to know. All right. As y'all, um, I'm going to type it in right quick. Hold on. And I'm going to give y'all the next. What was the question? All right. Let me post it for you. All right, so as they are answering that, the first person to get it um, will win. Let's move on to the next question. Jasmine. Oh, okay, Jasmine got it. All right, Jasmine. All right, consequence of um, unbelief. She said I had to answer my call. Okay, you missed it, Tyra. All right, good job, Jasmine. So um, DM me, so you're going to get a shirt, um, either a red or a black. Um, I think you have the black one, so you probably want the red one. So... Just hit me up and send me your address so I can send you your prize. Good job. All right. So next question. All right. This one is this one's big. All right. This one says, what if you're in a relationship, but you already gave the cookies away, but you start your journey with God? How do you stray away from sexual activities and how do you explain this to your partner? Y'all got that one. So per personal personal experiences. Um oh it's, Jasmine said woohoo thing. <laughs> You're welcome, Jazz. Good job. All right, so so I can I can answer this. So definitely um real life, you, you start your journey with God and you stray away from such how you explain this. You just have to you just have to say it. You just gotta tell them, like for like there's no like lingering, there's no like 
playing it. Like, no, you literally got to say, all right, um, we need to have a conversation. Um, I know we've been doing X, Y, and Z. Um, but I've, I'm, I've gotten serious with my relationship with God. And, you know, as I'm getting serious, like I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying to live holy. I'm not, you know, having sex or doing any other sexual activities. And it's either you going you, you still want to, you know, whatever relationship that we have, or I understand, like, you just have to be real. Like there's no, you know, making him, um, or making her, um, drag along and you never be real about what it is that you're doing. You know what I mean? So then it gives that person the opportunity to say, yes, I'm sticking with you. Or you know what? I, I, I can't have a relationship that I'm not having sex or doing sexual activities. And you just got to be okay. You got to be like, I understand. Right? That's right. that was for me. And it, I would also say that it has to be intentional on both sides. Like both sides have to agree. There can't be like a disconnect there. There can't be one person trying and putting in the effort to set boundaries. The other person is still kind of like, well, I'm I'm still trying to do X, Y, and Z. So, like, if there's a disconnect, then you got to figure it out, or you know, you got to figure it out. So, do y'all think that? Because I feel like after you cross the line and had sex, it's kind of hard to go back. So, does that mean you have to refrain from everything? Because anything could lead to sex at that point if y'all have already been having sex. That's a hard like. Does thing. that mean you have to just stop everything? Or what do y'all think? Yeah, for the most part, yes. Yeah, I mean, you got if you know yourselves, you know what, what kind of boundaries you need in order to to walk that you know walk that path where you're not putting yourself at risk of doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, if y'all know what y'all was doing and y'all know how y'all was getting there, <laughs> y'all should figure out how to like how to not. Yeah, get and you don't just go from from experience. You don't just go from weak to strong. It doesn't happen that way. Um, so even though I may say, God, you know, I want to start this new journey, whatever the case is, if I was just having sex yesterday, I can't just say I'm not going to do it today um, because those temptations are going to continue to come. So it's just important, like, um, you know, what said, y'all on the same page. And I think that it's important that we aren't having sex in general uh, for this exact reason, because once you open up that door, um, it does make you really not have a true say of who you're dealing with um, because you don't really know their true intentions. Um, if y'all have a sex, that might be all they're in it for. So when you do step away from that, when you do make that decision, when you do say, what's up? Like, these are my boundaries. This is where I'm going. But they don't have maybe at least the same mentality or at least, you know, a, a understanding of where you're coming from, then they're probably not the person for you. Um, and maybe they might be the person for you, but where they currently are, that mindset, that mentality, maybe they're not ready and maybe you're not ready. So maybe when it is time to part those ways, that could be a very opportune time for you guys to really, in your singleness, truly understand the importance of being celibate, understand the importance of getting to know yourself, working on some areas where you are weak, and allowing God to make you strong in those areas. So if you do come back together, you can come back whole. Versus like Wes again said, I'm over here trying and you over here tempting me. That's not a good mix. It's not going to work. So And like, and I feel like you just have to just continue to be real like throughout the whole thing because if they say like oh yeah i love you experience right if they say yeah i love you i'm gonna stick it through and stuff like that and then like later down like you know a few weeks in it's like oh you was you was serious like but like <laughs> 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 But that's like, no, and you have to be like, 
Yes. No, you have, you know what I mean? You have, and you have some saying like, you have to literally like, like see God, like you can't just be like, okay, yeah, God, I'm not going to do it. And then you're not like seeking God's face because it's easy to just go back to what you were doing. You know what I mean? And then the whole, like, um, like Jasmine and um, Tyron, the comments were talking about setting those boundaries. Like it's so vital and you have to be true to yourself. You have to be real with yourself. Like these are the boundaries that need to set. Um, and also not just setting them, but actually like, up, like, uh -huh. Abiding, like, right, like, actually sticking to them. Um, and if they cross those boundaries that you make clear, because sometimes I feel like, <clears throat> sorry, sometimes, like, we'll create these boundaries in our mind, like, okay, I'm not going to stay there after 10, but we never verbalized it. We never told the other person, like, it's not going to stick. You know what I mean? Because once it hits 10 o'clock and then they're telling you, oh, you, the movie is this, you never told them that this was the boundary that you're going to set, like, stuff going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to change the pattern. Mm -hmm. You have to be real. You have to be, you have to communicate. Like, I feel like a lot of times people fail to communicate um, when they're, like, trying to walk a certain path. Like, if that's your partner, if that's your, like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case is, like, you have to tell them, like, this is this is what I'm doing new, you know? Um, Tyra's like, yes, vocalize. And, and you can't be, hmm? you can't be sending mixed messages that you're going to be a joke. At that point, like I remember in the past, I'd be like, "Okay, I'm not having sex anymore," da, 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 da. and then I'm still preparing. Like me and Sam had this conversation. I'm still preparing to have sex, y'all. Like I'm telling him I'm not, but yet I just gotta wax, you know, like pretty nice pants, nice, nice, you know, bra, ready to go. But yeah, I'm saying I'm not gonna have sex. So what am I preparing for? What am, like for the just in case? So you gotta be like really, you know. You gotta stand on your word, you know, and that's only gonna happen if you continue to see see God's face on it. Um, because if not flesh, we're weak. And that's right. just what it is. And it's like on your exactly like our on our own strength, you can't do it. You know what I mean? Like on your own strength, like even though we might think we might think we're above all the influence, above the temptation, like we're not, like you're not, you know what I mean? Like, and so on our own, we can't do it. We have to literally see God, we literally have to like lean on God. Um and listen, if two weeks down the line, like, buddy thought you were playing, you got to be like, well, then we just can't. You know what I mean? And it might be hard. Maybe y'all been dating for a long time. Like, it's either you going to pick, okay, I'm going to, you know, stick this out with God because I believe God has bigger for me, better for me. And realize that that person's probably, like Monica said, that person probably wasn't, y'all wasn't meant to be. Like, if he can't or she can't honor with the commitment that you're making to God, then would they really honor you at all? Like, you know what I mean? Um, Kiana says you have to yourself about your limits. Uh, who cannot underestimate temptation? Listen, cannot underestimate temptation, and there is no just in case. Preparing for just in case, we just fooling ourselves, sending mixed signals. Nobody gonna take you serious. Uh, Tyra, curfew me, please. Listen, we have to, we have to be real about it. All right, so that question, um. And how do you explain this to your partner? So just be real, to be honest. And I, earlier than later, like sooner than later, like literally, like once you're on that, like they need to know. Um, all right, next question. How should the talk go with your partner to discuss horniness? If y'all try not to have sex, why y'all talk about being horny? Because <laughs> that's just gonna lead down a rabbit hole. Like, I'm being real. That's not a conversation I'm gonna have without trying to back it up. Like, but 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 I get I get I get the I get the question though because <laughs> let's say right like let's say they're doing something or like you're getting turned on or something like that 
And it's just like, oh, that's making me feel some type of way. But it's just like, how, like, like how, how do you maneuver without saying that so they won't do it again if you don't talk about it? I would say, um, like the two two people in a relationship have to be, uh, have to be able to support each other because um, sometimes one person's temptation is you know a lot different than the other person's temptation. Like maybe you can like stay up and watch a movie without even thinking about sex. Maybe that person like nah, it's been on my mind this whole time. So you guys have to be able to support each other and be willing to meet each other, you know, on even ground so that when that horniness does come, you guys, those boundaries are still there. And even if your boundaries are different, you're willing to meet your partner where their boundaries are so that, you know, you guys can, you know, abstain together. Right. Understanding the purpose of the conversation. The purpose of the conversation is not to act on it. It's to not even just avoid it, but just what to do with it. Um, so you have to have those conversations. I get what Lof is saying though. Why well, talk about it if you're not trying to have sex? But if I don't talk about it, we probably don't end up having sex because you probably don't realize something that you're doing that's turning me on. And I'm trying to fight it on my own because I haven't told you. So you gotta kind of have those conversations. So y'all gonna have that conversation when y'all next to each other? No, like, no. and that's the next thing. You okay, cannot next to each other. <laughs> but also that person could fall into like sin outside of the relationship because that conversation isn't had also you know true like that's true like masturbation like or you know like they just figuring things out for themselves right instead of like just talking about it or like turn to porn or turn to other people mm-hmm. because it's like well dang like we ain't having it but I'm gonna stop away we ain't right. talk about this like what am I what I'm supposed to do with this feeling so I feel like you know like when they have like a a signal where it's just like, all right, this is this the timeout, like timeout signal. Like, I feel like if we're getting serious in that sense, where it's just like, all right, we're getting serious, like we're taking this serious, we're not having sex or whatever the case is, it's just like, all right, if I feel some type of way, you feel some type of way, like this is our little timeout, like our little timeout so that means we just just flee. Call it right? early night. We got to call out in the morning. Like skedaddle, like we just got to just, okay. Go. Let's go. It's okay not to finish the movie sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it, it, it can't be watching everything either. All right. 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 Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't there yet. So that's why I'm just taking it in. I, I ain't saying no. I'm just taking it in. No, but I, no, but I feel Lafayette because that's how it was too. I'm like, okay, well, if we're not trying to get our minds there to think about that, why are we going to talk about that? But I feel like there's a way to talk about it using wisdom. And I feel like maybe like if we're gonna have we're gonna have to talk about it, I feel like we should start with prayer. So that way our mind, like you know, our focus, you know, God's at the forefront. And so we're talking about okay, well, okay, yes, I do feel some type of way when this is done. Okay, so I would I would appreciate if this isn't done because if it's still done being done, then it might lead to, you know, we might do some things. Or, you know, my mind might go there. You know what I mean? So I feel like just being like an adult. Well, this is a conversation it. you have over lunch, not or something like y'all not having this conversation. Because my thing is, if if we can't do nothing, if because eventually when you're into somebody, everything to some extent is going to turn you on in a way. So can y'all, y'all might as well just be friends 
in my opinion, like y'all need to just be friends until you're ready to get married. That way we like eventually you're gonna get to that point where everything they do turns you on, like just about. I Why y'all not be friends? So okay, so okay, so Lafayette. So then <laughs> if you feel some type of way or you really feel some type of way, then it just I'ma just th- keep this to myself. I'm not gonna say it. She keep doing this thing. It really got me full step away, but I'm not gonna say like what what are you gonna do? Like what do you do? She's gonna keep doing it. You control yourself and you don't do nothing back. But <laughs> uh-uh. See, the whole purpose of dating is to truly get to know your partner because the ultimate goal is marriage. So in this case, I want to know what turned my husband on. I want to know his triggers. I want to know, you know, all those things. So I think it's important that we have these conversations, but also I think in those relationships, like I want to have the words, like we have like devotionals together, you know, it might sound quirky, whatever, but that's cute. I want that. I want to right. do some Bible study talks together. So maybe we you strategically do a Bible study talk on this topic so that we'll be on the same page. And we can also subliminally have this conversation where it just ultimately comes out to let's be brunt about it. Like, this is what I'm feeling. I can get with that version, but that, okay. I can get with that. I, I okay. get that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so just like that. So how should the talk go? Let's let's do a, let's do a devotion. Let's find a devotion. We need a Bible study or something. Bring my Bible. And there that's go. okay, cool. That's giving me something. So that's okay, Monica. She answered the question. I like that. So subliminally, hey Lexus, let's just say I love that strategy, right? Okay, you onto something. Let's do a Bible study, right? So Bible, you know, we with God in the middle. He's right God, in the middle. Right. And we're gonna talk about it, okay? With God at the forefront, and we're gonna be so reminded, and we're gonna bring some action plan together, right? We're gonna come with a solution. And, yeah. and there we go. I love it. Yeah. Done. Lafayette, Lafayette said, yeah, good. That's it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, Song of Sol. Oh, no, 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 no. We no, can't. No, no, no. That's for the married people. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all really finna be in here. Oh. <laughs> No, 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 that's not good, Solomon. That's not good, Solomon. (laughs) Jasmine said, in public places, all right, we got to go to Panera with it. We got to take our Bible study to Panera because. Or Zoom. You got Zoom now? Oh, yeah, we Well, no, you might not want to get on Zoom. People might. (laughs) This got to be in person. (laughs) No. Okay, wait. Okay, in person, but in public place because not no, not in private. Right. How you have this conversation in public? What do you mean? How? Okay, so you're gonna be whispering across the table. No, we don't. So we just go. Hey, I'm horny. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't got to come out like that. Like you know, remember that other night when you did blah blah blah. Like we can't do that no more. You know. I'm really trying. I'm really trying here, and I had this Bible study, and we could talk this out, like Monica said. Um, and yeah. Oh my God! I you gotta be loud with it, Monica. I won't be loud, but it's like I want to be specific. I don't want nobody listening. Y'all sit next to each other during the Bible study. Okay. Oh no! Y'all want to talk loud. Lexus, I want to be listening across the room. Lexus, be like, shh, shh, shh. hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you say? What did you say? 
Yeah, they hear that one word. Now all of a sudden, yeah, like, like, yo, <laughs> me too. I'll be like, wait, wait. I'm like, they talk about sex. Right. Like, the park. The park. I think the park is a nice place. The park. It'd be hot outside, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so FaceTime. You you you're not even the same vicinity. I like that. Who said FaceTime? Lex. FaceTime. Yo, I am tearing up right now. She said judging and everything. <laughs> oh, okay. We got somebody to join the conversation, y'all. We got a friend on as well. Let's put her in. Hey. Hi, Hi Kiana. How are you? Good. All right, Kiana, what you think? Okay, what was the last question? Because I kind of had to be off of the live. Um, we're talking about how should the how should the talk go with your partner discuss horniness, and um, we were talking about we well we came to a conclusion that we should have a Bible study and subliminally, you know, put that in there. Like, okay, this got me feeling some type of way. We can't do that, you know. You can't do that because you know we might end up doing stuff. Um, and so now we're discussing where should this Bible study be had. Um, let's just say FaceTime, Jasmine said public place. I definitely think face FaceTime is a good option because you know, um you're face to face, but you're not face to face. But also any public place that like a restaurant or See. anything else that can Nothing is going down because there are lots of people around. This is a public space. The church. Yes. The church. Honestly, go, you know, go in the cafe area at the church. Listen, you know, stay after Wednesday night service. You can't do that in the church. I mean, no. I mean, no. you think that, but so. Yes, I definitely, I definitely think. And kind of just um, what Tyra was talking about, how it's, it's that's that's one thing that's cut and dry. So even if you're like, I feel like, do you even need to? Well, I guess you do need to get to the conversation of, um, like to talk about horniness. But I feel like if once y'all set up the ground and there's no negotiating being happening, once y'all pass the point where both of y'all know, okay, this is what I don't want. This is what I don't want. This is what we're not gonna do. Here are boundaries. I don't, I don't feel like it needs to continue to be a conversation. You know what I mean? Like Lafayette said, but at the same time, it does need to be an initial conversation to like, basically no, like we, there's no, there's no questioning anything. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows period, point blank. This is what we're doing. This is what we're not doing. But I don't know. Once you get to that place, there were no not negotiating. I don't think it needs to be a recurring conversation. Like I feel like it's a good conversation to have initially, but as far as over and over and over again, we're having this conversation. No, because that means somebody's still trying to, you know, bargain. Like me personally, if I pray about something, I might and I'm doing better, a lot better. But I might be like, okay, God, but what if you know this worked like this? Like, what if it end up happening like this? Can I still, you know? Like, is it still going to happen like this? And I feel like it could be the same thing with that conversation. You don't want to keep talking about it because then those limits may get pushed a little bit and pushed a little bit and pushed a little bit more. And then now y'all talking about it so much that y'all not even doing what you initially like set in place. Mm. If that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and I feel like 
Okay, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not like this, but I feel like in the past, like sometimes I feel like when people, <clears throat> when they tell you like, oh yeah, that 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 turns me on, I feel like it does something in us where it's just like, oh, I could do that. Like, right. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, do you feel like you got a little power where it's just like, well, let me do that again. Cause like. <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, I totally got you. That thought? Mm. What did you yeah. say, Monica? Mm. I said that thought. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like, so I like right. So like, don't be taking what it, what people be saying and using that to like make them fall. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on the same page to begin with. Y'all, y'all I agree. Know? That's the answer. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Oh. So we gonna talk about it. So I agree. We gotta be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right, and we gotta be like, all right, let's. We're not. Like, are you sure you this. said this? Like, are you sure it wasn't like this? I feel like that. That's what'll start happening. You know, if, right. if y'all not really on the same page. Like, did you really like, say? You know, I had to leave at ten, or was it like ten oh five? Because you know, within that five minutes, I could still, you know, no, no, that's not what we're doing. Right. <laughs> Right, or or it's like, oh, you these pants? I thought you said the other color. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like, like, oh, but those were like, huh? I didn't think they was that tight. Do you really think right. they were tight? I mean, I thought I had I thought a little bit of room color. in these. Right, I thought it was the color, not the pant tight. Like, y'all know, like, don't we, don't we, don't we, y'all know. Yeah. All right, Tyra says, dang, I missed the question. Tyra, we're still on that same question. We're still talking about how should we approach it um, and what what should we do. But we did, we, we set the Bible study in a public place um, and not talk about it all the time, but set, you know, have the conversation. Let's be cutthroat. Let's say we got to say, and then let's follow through. <clears throat> all right, so, uh, okay. So this next, Okay, we got more some questions, and we have we're almost at an hour. But all right, so the next, actually, I'll wait for this one. I'll do a giveaway, and like two more questions, I'll do the giveaway. <clears throat> all right, so this question: Should married couple should married couples not masturbate if it's them just thinking about each other? I ain't married. I don't know. <laughs> don't do it. What's I mean? If you married. Then again, I don't know because if my man out of town, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I might just, I, baby, I miss you. So, you know, but for the most part, if they right there with me, I mean, what am I masturbating for? Think about them when they're right there and I could get it right there. I don't know. I just kind of feel like that question is, it depends. But I would say no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I maybe. <laughs> it was probably Tyra. Let me tell you. Oh, that no. But it's not like they're watching porn or anything. It's them thinking about it. It's not like, is that wrong? But what if it leads to something else? Right. 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 That's where I was going with that. Because I feel like. If your partner is away for a time, right, 
and you feel the need to masturbate because you know they're you know they're not there, they're not present. So like if they're if they're away, that's a time for you to kind of maybe learn or not learn, but kind of you know practice self control because you know our thoughts is like the things that goes on in our minds is very important. So if that person is gone for maybe an extended period of time, and you know you masturbate because they're not there, eventually that masturbation ain't gonna be enough because you already tasted what set you know you already tasted sex. So yeah. once that's not enough and they're not there, what happens with the thoughts that's been going through your mind and the temptations that might come across your way? So I feel like if your partner's not there for a certain time, you know, concentrate yourself, do what you gotta do, uh, you know, practice that self-control. And you know, when your partner gets back, then you know it's gonna be it's gonna be great because you guys have like abstained for a while, and when you get back to it, then Fireworks. 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 Yes. I think it's the same danger. Like, I totally agree with what he said. And I think it's the same danger as why they say that that's why we should shy away from it in singleness. Because you get to this place where you, you feel like you learn to please yourself. And you there's now a standard that your your spouse may not meet or your spouse may not even you know what i mean they didn't sign up for that they didn't sign up to compete with anybody even if it's yourself i think it's the same thing in marriage as well it is kind of dangerous because okay now that they away now when they when they get back home and you know we actually do get that time that we've been waiting for it's like okay well i already been you know you know what i mean i've already developed this like i don't know this expectation of what I want and what I can do for myself. So I feel like it won't be as enjoyable as it would as if you disciplined your flesh to, you know what I mean? And also that could be a time for you to get close to God. Like if the person is awake in the normal times where y'all would be in each other's presence or y'all would be spending time, intimate time or whatever, you can take that time to be like you're single because they say, they say, um, they say single dating, marriage and then you do it all over again because at some points you still need to know that you're an individual when it comes to your relationship with God like you you're not you're not saving your spouse and your spouse is not saving you and y'all not gonna go to heaven together and y'all not gonna stand before God together when it's judgment or when that day comes yes you're gonna do that altar but at the same time you still have to know that you are an individual and you're at one with Christ so that could be a a great time for you to go back to what you did in your single season. Date God. Like, go out to eat and you just sit in the presence of God or, you know, whatever. Don't necessarily spend it like, okay, I gotta masturbate because now I'm missing out on all this sex that I could be having with my with my spouse. <laughs> no, you still have that intimacy and you still have a ble- you're still blessed enough to have that time with God. So, you know, spend that time with God while your spouse is away. So y'all mean to tell me if y'all man is in the military and he gone for six months, y'all not going to maybe take a few pictures for him to take with him or, you know, like, I'm confused. Cause this is weird. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm not married yet, agree. so I'm not going to say what I'm not going to do, but I just say that it may be dangerous in some ways. For him so looking married, at his wife, So I don't know. 
don't know. I think it goes back to the conversation we just had about horniness too. Like having that conversation with your husband or your spouse or your wife, whatever. Because, you know, I am I know about a relationship um where they were apart for some time. They lived in two separate places, right? But they didn't have the conversation of what was really happening and how their true feelings and what was really going on. And because of that, one stepped out and the other was masturbating. Um so it felt like they kind of fell apart without even realizing it. Um, and when they would come together, it was like nothing. But when they were apart, they weren't, you know, they were not physically together. And they were also not spiritually connected, mentally connected, anything in that sort either. So I think, you know, it sounds good to say, you know, get into God's presence. Like we definitely should do that. But realistically as well, have those conversations with your husband. Like, man, you've been gone for a year. And honestly, I've been struggling, you know, and also have those true conversations with God. You know, it's not just like, God, you know, let me sit down and talk to you about my day. Let me talk to you about these feelings that I'm having too. You know what I mean? My husband's gone and I don't feel like I'm being pleased. I don't feel like I'm, I'm getting what I normally get. So how can I withstand? What can I do to build that self-control? And I think like what Wes was saying, that's a great conversation to just sit in God's presence and have that conversation with him because he's going to give you those tangible ways. And he'll honestly start to take your mind off of it and put your mind on other places where you really could be focusing your time and energy. Yeah, I agree. Um, what, what Keanu, what you're saying is, um, is like, that makes sense. And what Wes said, it makes sense as well. Um, and Jasmine said, I really like that. Um, just that perspective where it's just like, you know, um, because it's true, like, you know, we're taught or we're told to like practice self-control. And just because we get married doesn't mean that we're not exempt from having self-control. You know what I mean? And so if we've been practicing self-control, we've, we've been practicing when we were single, we're, we're still practicing as we're married. Like, I feel like that's vital. And so even if y'all are apart, self-control is still being practiced. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be like, okay, I'm gone for two weeks and you you never got your self-control down packed. And now you, I don't know what you're doing or who you, who you in bed with, you know what I mean? Because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have your self-control down packed. Like you don't know what to do with yourself because your wife isn't there. Like, I don't want to. Well, what, what happened to the marriage bed being undefiled? Like y'all don't consider that a part of that? Like, I oh, yeah. Like, look, look, Tyra said now taking photos may have, wait, <laughs> happen not gonna cap but then again ask when i'm married listen i ain't married mm -hmm. right now i can't say but i'm just saying like i agree with tyra where yes you're right lafayette like the marriage about the marriage bed isn't if i like i mean you marry i feel like it's just i think just like tyra says kind of like a slippery slope when we're talking about like the masturbation part um and i know like someone mentioned before to me about that like you know it's like you're kind of entertaining your thoughts when it comes to masturbation, even if it's your thinking about each other, it's still a thought and then that can lead to lust. And I wouldn't want that to grow where it gets so it gets so big that now you're you're you know committing adultery or you're looking at someone else in a certain way because your wife or your husband isn't there. You know what I mean? Like that's where I think that's where we're getting at. Okay. It's like playing right. with fire. It's playing with fire, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Which I, I like y'all y'all talking about that has opened up my mind because I was kind of like I mean I, I don't know I guess if they want to do that but what y'all are saying is making sense like that's like okay yeah that makes sense. Um, Jasmine said there's a spoken word called touchy subject by Ezekiel that kind of gave me some clarity just a recommendation. Um, I mean if you want to I, I we could put it on right now we could listen to that. Um, let me see how long. Mm 
me find like the short version. How are you? When was the last time you masturbated? too much for copyright but um that was let me that was the touchy subject by ezekiel that doesn't recommend it talking about that so if you wanted more clarity um definitely i i could tell that it was getting good um with that spoken word so we're gonna cut that yeah all right good thank you lafayette all right so next question so i guess we're done with that one or do we have or did anybody have anything else to say or based off what they've heard and wanted to discuss Y'all opened my mind. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Um, and likewise, too, my mind as well has been open. So thank you. Definitely thank you for that talk. That was a good question. Um, so then this question next says, how do you establish boundaries in your relationship? Touch curfew. Um, I know we've kind of, we've, we've talked about this, um, like this before like when it comes to boundaries and things like that so i guess like practically what would that look like i feel like people still have questions even though you know they watch the live they listen to the podcast um it's like all right practically how can this happen um and so i guess if you guys have any experiences with that like what are your experiences what would you practically say or do um with setting boundaries i think it should start with let's say for instance it's curfew um 
the conversation should go some or could go something like this. Hey, I don't think we should be hanging out past 10. And he or she could be like, oh, well, why so early or why, you know, why? What's the point? You know, stuff like that. If y'all can't come to agreement, that's a sign right there. So, you know, I think having an open conversation to where you can ask each other questions will either help you establish those boundaries or it'll help you realize that that's not somebody you probably need to be going long term with. Like, So I kind of answered two questions. But yeah, like I think it's definitely just a conversation, not anything where you just making hard rules like y'all should discuss it and you'll get to know a lot about a person talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, you made made a good point. I feel like, and I think someone mentioned it earlier, where you may be able to do certain things that the other person may not. And if we have a goal, um, and that's to you know respect and honor each other, and like put God first and stay pure, like that conversation should be had. And if there's something like. I'm like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, okay, I'm studying or I feel as though I have to leave at 10 because anything past that, I mean, I, I might be blind, you know what I mean? Like, and if that person just like, I mean, I'm good till like two in the morning. If they can't, like you said, like they can't respect that. We're just like, all right, like, you know, I honor you. So if you're saying that, you know, then I have to compromise, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's certain things that we would have to compromise because what may be tempting to you isn't tempting to me but because it's tempting to you like all right let's come like you know let's agree so that way we don't fall and i'm still honoring you and your boundaries and my boundaries are still being honored as well you know what i mean um and i feel like you have to you have to leave room for that you know what i mean like you have to be willing to like okay let's come together because it's not just the you it's both of y'all you know and sometimes I feel like people just people are like, okay, well I can't do this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. And it's just like, well, dang. Well, guess guess this is your relationship, like you know. <laughs> and I love yeah. that, Sam. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I love that because you you talked about how um, how it has to be both of you guys, and you never want to be the reason your partner falls. Um, because ultimately that's both of your relationship. And I feel like anyone watching this, anybody who's on here right now, I don't know if I'm the only one, um, or have heard of this or the only one who have heard of this before, but like, I feel like anytime you cross certain boundaries, it causes tension in any relationship. Um, and it kind of does more damage to it than good. So like if your partner falls, if you're the reason your partner falls, then both of y'all are falling. Both of you guys are not having a relationship that is that's to its fullest potential because you've now crossed certain boundaries that have, you know, you know what I mean, d damaged the relationship. So I totally agree with that. And I would also say I've never, I've, I haven't personally um, tried this, but people always say about goals to write them down because when you actually write them down or anything you write down, really, like if you're studying, if you're writing it down, you kind of commit it to memory better. Um, and also, you know, if you're writing your goals and you write them down, it's like, okay, this this is there. This is right in this book. I know I need to tend to this. I think it's also smart to write your boundaries down somewhere where both of you guys have access to it. And even if y'all have to sign off on it, like me personally, like I know with sin in general, like I know who owns the fence. And what I mean by that is 
when you straddling the fence and when you're trying to get too close to the fence without sinning, like we all know who owns the fence. Satan owns the fence. God doesn't have a fence that's going to almost burn you. He's not going to be the one that has that middle ground. So for me, everything for me is extreme. Like I have to govern myself in extreme manners. And most people would be like, sis, that's not even necessary. Like, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll be fine. You're not sinning. But for me, I'm like, no, I need to make sure that I am not crossing any things. So as far as writing things down, for me, that's like extreme. Even if we have, a, have to have a contract and we both sign off on it. And I have to open it and be like, okay, you remember on this day, November blank, 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 on this day, we both signed and said that we're not doing this. Because when you don't make stuff concrete and you don't put it, like, sometimes if you don't put it in writing, it's very easy to bend on it. And if you guys are both not really in a place where you're both strong in your faith, and like I said earlier, do not underestimate temptation. You can be real safe and have been on your rock with Christ for a long time. And if something comes up, you know what I mean? Especially if it's something we desire, we all desire intimacy, period, point blank. That's why we all want to have, why we all want to get married and why we want to have successful godly marriages. So we're lured away by our own desires. So if that's something you desire, you need to make sure it's in check. And if you, if you don't have it in check, it needs to be somewhere where it cannot be broken or it cannot be infringed upon. Like, we're not trying to go to the fence or straddle the fence and be on the other side of the fence. We're trying to be way over here. <laughs> better safe than sorry, right? What'd you say? Right. I said better safe than sorry. But I think also it, up uh, like piggybacking off what Kiana said, I feel like... Um, it's really about like knowing yourselves, right? Establishing those boundaries. You know your you like you know yourself. You know your temptations, and you know like what could like cause you to kind of maybe stray away from that or deviate from that path. And each of you just like have to support each other, whatever those boundaries, whatever those things might be for each other. But I think also sometimes you learn some things about yourself along the way. So if you do create a contract. Maybe some things aren't weren't on the initial contract, but you came to learn, you know, like we were talking about, maybe like maybe it's, it's a certain type of genes or maybe it's what it, like it, whatever it may be. You learn you learn like those things along your relationship and maybe you have to come back to that conversation, and, you know, add something in and be like, hey, this is something that kind of caused me to maybe like have a certain thought or um, like want to want to deviate or you know tempt me so then got to come back to it and you know reestablish those those boundaries and maybe add some things in to you know to keep make sure that you guys are still on the same page i agree with that was for sure um i was just writing you know when it comes down to boundaries before you can try to create any type of relational boundary you have to solidify your personal boundaries and i think a lot of people miss that step and because of that they never really t um, learn the full definition of discipline and in order to really have boundaries and abide by those boundaries you have to know how to be disciplined um and that takes practice so you know if i tell you that hey i don't drink um more than a glass of wine i have my own personal reason 
reasons for that because I know myself and my partner has to respect and honor that. I don't care if we're at the club, I don't care where we go. You have to honor that I'm not going to have more than that. So that's just one example, but I think it just kind of goes and it tailors to any circumstance or any situation or any boundary that is set. Um, but before you can do relational boundaries, you have to set boundaries within yourself. And that's why singleness is so important before you jump into relationships. Um, yeah, you guys made excellent points. I like Kiana. Kiana with that whole contract. I'm like, intentionality for real. Like, I never thought about that. <laughs> um, that's, that's good. Like, listen, we on on December 3rd. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> um, huh? I said, did you forget? <laughs> um, and then what Wes said about like, coming back together and it's just like listen if there's there's things that I didn't realize in the beginning that I just can't do or that you know is gonna whatever then we have to like reassess and add things if there needs to be things added on there and not be afraid to add things you know like we again we have to be realistic with the goal and if there's certain things that's gonna help to secure us achieving that goal then it ha you know we have to reassess and um, add the things that we need to add to get there. Um, and then excellent what Monica was saying about even having like your boundaries and abiding by those. You know what I mean? And being strict with those because you know these are my you know these are my boundaries. So that way, like I feel like sometimes like people get in relationships like you know godly relationships and they never had a sense of boundaries. Like they didn't have boundaries for themselves. So it's kind of like okay, like you know what I mean? Like all right, boundaries, like what? Um, and it's just like, have that for yourself. Like have that respect for yourself where you understand and you know what your personal boundaries are before a relationship. Like that's really good. Um, Tyra says, okay, um, I think every couple is different. Um, in, the, in this social media, a lot of single women try to mimic what other Christian couples are doing and you have yeah. to see God for what boundaries you and your mate need to have. That is that is bueno, like for real, because um, like that's, that's a really good point. Um, because I know for myself, like I had this, I had this boundary, or I had this non-negotiable, like. I mean, I made this non-negotiable, like, I think two years ago. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to kiss um, until, like, my wedding or whatever. And and I was saying all this stuff. <laughs> and, um, like, recently this year, um, like, I that kind of got brought up. And I changed that from a non-negotiable non -negotiable to negotiable because, like, that that me setting that like kind of stemmed from me just wanting to like be perfect and look perfect like it never was a conviction you know what I mean like it was never really God it was just more so like right I would hear like Heather Lindsay like you know you hear these people talk about it like oh they didn't kiss like oh let me do that too like and it just makes you I don't know to me it just made me seem like it would make me look more holier and stuff like that and the I mean I guess I don't know like the it's not wrong, but like the intention behind it was wrong. So like, that's why it turned from a non-negotiable to a negotiable because it was just like, that wasn't a conviction for like, God didn't tell me that for, I just said that for myself. So like, I don't know, make myself look perfect or something. Um, but yeah, so that's a good point. And I, I want for like, when I get in a relationship for it to be, all right, we came together and this is, we see God about our relationship and these are our goals for this relationship. And you don't have to mimic other couples. Like you can see God, see God for your own like relationship. And that's what I want. That's a goal of mine. Um, Jasmine says facts. I did that firsthand. It's not uh -huh. like I did. It's, it's beautiful to have 
like a godly couple to model after and to see what they were able to achieve in their relationship. But I made that mistake of like, wow, this is who we're modeling after and this is how we need to do it. Like we need to do the same thing. And I even like became close with them. Like after I met them on social media and was like following their journey on social media and I met them and became personal, like um, personal friend with them and beautiful people. But I realized that you cannot, you cannot mo- like model anyone else's. Like, I don't care how, like, okay, we both think God having, trying to have God relationships. Okay, that's great. And there is a standard that God has in the Bible or whatever for all of us to follow. But you cannot follow the same thing from one couple to a, to the next because it's not going to be the same. Just like y'all have been talking about your personal convictions. Like, you know, for me, like how, how Sam was saying, you know, that someone told me that. Like, oh, we're not kids until we get married. And I'm like, bro, it's just like it's kids. Like, I don't want to do anything else, but it's just kissing. But at the same time, you know, if you kiss a person, you may be feeling like something different. You know what I mean? For other people that may not do anything to them, they may just be like, oh, we just kiss. But like other people, it may send shock waves, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you just like you can't think about what someone else is doing because y'all are all, both going to have individual temptations or individual you know feelings or whatever or individual boundaries that you need and then your relationship together is going to have individual boundaries you know other than other couples so i feel you on that tyra said kissing not a trigger for me but it may be for other people and that's cool too you're yeah like yeah you're right um and i feel like and like you said like you know um these other like couples they can hold you accountable you know what i mean and it's definitely like a they can be inspiring as well we're just like okay like you know there there are relationships like this um but i feel like when it comes to a model and who we're modeling after it should always be christ you know what i mean and that's what god has shown me for me because that's what i was doing like unintentionally i was just modeling my future relationship based off what i was seeing and i was just like okay well they ain't kiss, so I'm not gonna kiss till marriage too, because they seem like they're happy. So you know what? Let me just go all out, whatever. And that wasn't real. That wasn't what God gave me for my future relationship. You know, so I just had to like, okay, Samantha, you're doing that thing again where you're trying to be perfect and trying to be holier than now. And you need to, you know, that's not what God told you. Like, stick with your convictions. So yeah, that's good. Um, Tyra said and handhold. Listen, and you know what, too? Um, talking about like boundaries and relationships, because I think about like like people's love languages, right? Because like what if their love language is physical touch? But you're over here like we can't hug, we can't kiss, we can't do this, we can't do that. Like, well, dang, like how are they gonna feel love if their 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 love language is physical chest? Like, then I can't even hold your hand. Like, how do y'all feel about that? We <laughs> Lexus said we can just stare at each other. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from the guys lately. Or no, I heard from Wes. Lafayette. How do I feel about hand holding? (laughs) (laughs) Um kind of what Tyra said, just you know your you know what you can handle. Mm -hmm. Um and if hand holding is gonna send you over the edge, then don't do it. (laughs) Um if staring at somebody is gonna send you, you know, whatever you think will send you over the edge then stay away from it like being real like if if that is your goal if you really are seeking to honor god in your relationship anything that's going to possibly 
uh, be a trigger for you to cause you to go down the wrong path and abstain from it. And I think there, you know, they're saying there's someone out there for everybody. Really, there is like there will be somebody there will be more people than you probably think that will be absolutely okay with that so yeah that's true yeah that's true um but yeah just be real with yourself like don't and i think too like sometimes if we do look at other people's relationships they may have they might not have convictions that you may have and if you go after their relationship with out your own convictions that you know that you have like that could be problematic as well because maybe god is like no nah, like i don't you know want you to whatever but then this couple's doing it so shoot let me forget my conviction um that can be problematic so that's why it's just like it can be tricky looking after other people they can inspire you but to model like you know cutthroat their relationship is problematic to me um so we go. I think I hopefully that answered the question. Um, because we were talking about it. Hopefully that answered the question. All right. Um, anybody had anything else to say about that? Or are we good with that one? Are we good? Okay. All right. So um, the next giveaway. Um, actually, let me write the number. So literally, um, you just gotta. Hold on. Let me do this first. Actually. All right, so I wrote down a number. And so the first person that gets the number right wins. Very easy. Made it very, very simple and very easy this time. Just like any number, not even like between a certain like range. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right. One, one through um one through ten. One through ten. You you be good. Good, good job. Thank you. One through ten, y'all. I'm so sorry. One through ten. One through ten. All right, when the first person I see, um, Jasmine says comparison can be dangerous. Y'all can guess more than once. I already got, I see 3373. No, no, no. Can we guess? <laughs> I guess. Oh, y'all is so close that it's just like, whoa. But y'all not there. Oh, I'm done. It's Monica. Monica got it. Oh, look at we didn't know we could participate. <laughs> she went and did it. Wow. Okay. Yes, it was a wow. Okay. I guess Monica. Yeah, Monica wants. So it's um a shirt. So I'll hit you up and I'll send you. So that was a shirt. Wow. Okay. I won't do it again, y'all. That was it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and like in like um in like 30. <laughs> no, in like 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Because Monica got I'll do another one in like 20 minutes. Y'all just remind me in 20 minutes. I'll do another one and I'll make it easy again. All right. I think after Monica had put it um triple G on on YouTube. Give it the triple G. Give it a triple G. All right. Monica's giving the triple G. All right. All right, triple G. Good job. You got it. Um, so just reach out to me. Um, I'm like IG. If you can get me on IG, um, it's being Sam TV. And um, send me your size and your color preference. So it's red or black. So this is what the red looks like, and then this is like what the black. <laughs> 
And then like send me your size and your mailing address and you get your shirt. Aw, she said, thank you, Monica. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right, let's get down. All right, so next question. It says, if you are convict if you aren't convicted of something should you still have to stop doing it if you feel no conviction i it depends like because depends. if it's explicit in the word and it says not to do it right then you got to stop doing it whether you feel conviction about <laughs> it or not. like there are plenty of things in the word that i don't agree with and it's just like you know what if this is the faith that i decide to live by i'm gonna have to get over it and I'm going to have to ask the Holy Spirit for help in that area. But if it's something like kissing in a relationship, if you don't feel guilty about that, then, you know, personally, and I could be wrong. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't I don't see an issue with that. Like, you know, some things are are great in the word. And if the Holy Spirit didn't convict you and you actually asked him for guidance in the area and he told you it was all right, then who, who am I to tell you that is wrong? You know, What, she has something? Oh, no, no, no. I was saying. Yeah, um, Lafayette, what you say makes sense. Um, like, if it's, right, like, if it's in the Bible, like, it don't matter how you feel about it. Like, that's just, it is what it is. But um, when it comes to, and I feel like what a lot of people do is because certain things are, like, it's great, it doesn't, it doesn't explicitly say this in the Bible. They don't ask God about it. They just do it, you know? Um, but like, you have to ask God, like, okay, God, what is, you know, it, it doesn't say in, you know, black and white, this is what to do. So what do I do? Like, if you didn't see God about it um, or even get closer into God, I feel like the more, the closer I got to God, the more like certain things just, you know, I had this taste for or I felt convicted about or, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like as you continue to grow your relationship with God, like there were, there will be certain things that you'll notice that you didn't care about before that you care about, or you feel convicted about now that you didn't never feel convicted about before. Um, so if you aren't convicted of something, should you still have to stop doing it? I, I guess like Lafayette said is like, like specifically, like in, in what sense? Like, but I, I guess like we, I guess we can all come together and say like, if it's in the Bible, then it really matter what you feel about it. But if it's something that's like a great area, then, you know. Now, are we talking? Are we talking about within the framework of a uh, framework of a relationship? Mm. <clears throat> or just like, let's let's talk in the framework of a relationship because it is kind of like broad in that sense. So let's talk in, in relationship. I think that's I, probably what it, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's probably what they're referring to. Because I'm tr I don't remember at all. I'm not going to pretend like I remember. But there's I think there's a scripture that talks where Paul talks about like certain things, like certain convictions or certain things that someone might believe and it's not necessarily right or wrong, but you like, you kind of, you kind of, kind of work with that person. And you might like, I think he was talking about like, maybe like, I think like, it was, he was talking yeah. about eating, like eating meat mm -hmm. yeah. like that. and maybe the person who soul you're trying to save might feel really strongly about that. And mm -hmm. you kind of go along with that conviction for the sake of saving your soul. Cause it's like, it's really nothing at the end of the day to kind of go along with it. It's not really, it's not really one of those things that's like established as like 
mm -hmm. uh, good or bad, but you kind of just go with it for the sake of the relationship or for the sake of maybe winning uh, that person to um, over to God. <clears throat> There's another scripture. It says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. I think I'm um, paraphrasing, but you know, if you're doing something and no, you may not be convicted by it, but uh, you think that other people may feel a way about it or, you know, make up some scenario about it, just stay away from it. You know, like you bring your reproach to your name and to the name of God in that way. So like, yeah, I'll just keep it at that. Like if you think it'll bring a bad name to you or God, whether you feel a conviction, if even if you don't feel a conviction about it, then just stay away from it or at least don't do it in public where people can see you. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I that, think, go ahead, Monica. I think it depends on what it is, too. But for the most part, this question is not a yes or no answer, um, simply because some people become numb to conviction. So, like, certain things you know, God's convicting you of, but because you're not spiritually mature yet, you probably don't even realize it, or you have realized it, but you just convince yourself that it's not an issue. So, I think to say that if you aren't convicted of something, should you stop doing it? Um, you have to really soul search and see what is God telling you, what is He speaking. You have to listen as well, because I feel like a lot of people become numb to conviction, and I think that's why a lot of people have sex outside of marriage, because um, I feel like we all kind of get convicted. Like we shouldn't be doing it, but we become, we become numb to it. So, yeah, and yeah, that, that talks about it in the Bible as well, where it's like. <laughs> just like you do it like God's kind of like gave, gave you over to it where it's just like, all right you're doing it too much where it's just like you're not gonna feel no conviction about it anymore and you never want to get to that to that point um but that that makes sense and also too what Lafayette was saying about like you know even certain convictions like if you feel convicted about holding somebody's hand like and like Wes was saying like I mean it doesn't say don't hold people's hands in the bible but if that's your if that's what you feel strongly convicted about and I'm your friend or I'm your, you know, significant other, whatever the case is, or you know, recording, then it's just like I gotta respect that's your conviction, you know. Even though I don't feel convicted about that, you know. Um, so I guess, yeah, and what you said definitely for sure. Like sometimes it's not a matter of God ain't knocking on your not to do it or to do it, it's just you ain't hearing God right now, or you you're numb to conviction. So that's yeah. That's true as well. All right. Um, this question says, how do you feel about sleepovers and living together unmarried if they aren't having sex? Does it still matter? Okay. I have like an answer to the previous question, but it, it falls oh. right into this. Okay. It falls right into this question. So, me personally, um, I live in an apartment with um, with a girl and her boyfriend, and um, you know he was always there. Whatever he, they they spent the night or whatever, and um, you know I was in like a courtship or whatever, and we were you know trying to have like a godly relationship. But he would also come over, and we could very well be having. Bible study, but I closed my room door. You know what I mean? Just be, just because my room opens up to the kitchen, so like we we would be in there, you know, having Bible study or just sitting and chatting. You know what I mean? Not even close to each other, but kind of like Lafayette was saying. I I think there's something in the Bible about it, or someone was explaining it to me. Is presentation of evil? Yeah. Um, and you may not be doing anything, but 
isn't looking like something to someone else. And I very well could have tarnished my witness because it's like, yeah. oh, well, my roommate, she go to church and she's so in the God, but like her boyfriend come over and he, the room, the, the room door closed. You know what I mean? So it's like, how is it looking? Like you, I feel like also as believers, we can't just look at like, okay, are we saved? But the Bible says go and make disciples. And I think a part of doing that is making sure other people don't fall. And, and being a witness to other people and by being a witness to other people you don't want to tarnish your witness by making them think like well you know she a Christian and she go to church and stuff and she can have her boyfriend you know in the door in the room with the door closed even though we you know what I mean I've been reading the Bible still to other people how does that look and it's the same with like the sleepovers and everything you could be you know Spending the night or spend the night, get your spend the night back <laughs> and not be doing nothing. But it's still like, not only the, how does that look to the people around you, even if no one knows what you're doing or that you're spending the night, how does it look to God? Like, like we, we sometimes we care about like, oh, does my mama know that I got my boyfriend over here or does my family know or whatever? But it's like, it don't even matter. Does God know? Like, does God know? Like God is the one that sees you and everything you do. And you may not be doing anything wrong, but you also have to see the way he designed all of this to be. And if you're outside of that and he's seeing you and you're okay with him seeing you in that environment, then that's something that you need to evaluate. Like your, your personal conviction of how you, how, how you're, how, how, what level of okay with, okay you are with God seeing you doing what you're doing if that makes sense i'm bad at explaining stuff but yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah to say. um that that's definitely um very valid and i see what you and lafayette are talking about where the scripture where it talks about like um even if you won't do anything to make even look like remotely like it's sin and i have this thing where it's just like you know certain things that i don't have a problem doing but i don't show that like publicly and it says not like i'm hiding anything or not being like truthful but it's just like i know that what i may do in moderation someone might see me do it and do it out of moderation because they see me do it you know what i mean and so i don't want to lead anybody astray or i don't want anybody to get the wrong idea where you know like for example like let's say like i have a glass of wine or i have a drink or something and then people seem like oh well samantha drinks and she's a christian so let me let me drink it up or whatever and it's just like well dang i only had one like and you went and got 10 like that that's totally different but you know sometimes like you can't you can't explain what you're doing so they'll see it and then they'll take it and run with it and so even to that like what you were talking about um i had someone who who also like came to me and they said the same thing where you know they had um their significant other um like sleeping over because of like circumstances and they weren't doing anything but the other roommate seeing that and seeing that it looked like acceptable y'all are churchgoers or whatever and then they were doing the same thinking that they were doing something that they weren't and it's like you know then they felt guilty because it's just like man like it it looks like i'm doing something that i'm not doing and now here they're doing this thing um and it, and they felt like it was because of you know because of them um so you definitely want to be careful about that um, especially like you said, like if, if it's going to taint the witness, um, like Wes was saying as well. Um, so 
I I say, listen, don't expect to play with fire, like putting fire in your lap and not expect to get burned, especially if, um, you know, you're trying to live like righteously and trying to live holy and trying not to do things. I just I personally can't do that because I just I just don't think I can do that. Yeah, it's a no for me, too. <laughs> it's a no. Yeah, and that's a good perspective to come from that perspective because you don't hear that often. Um, But I'm all about intentionality. So when you're intentional, the question behind it is why? So why are you staying the night or are you sleeping over? What's the purpose? And I think a lot of people do it out of comfortability. And because of that, it prolongs the next step, which is marriage, because if everybody's comfortable, what we what we um, what are we going to get married for? I know for sex, whatever, you're not having sex. But at the same time, why are we staying the night? And when I was doing that, you know, going with my little night bag, again, why? There was no purpose behind it. Um, that time where I needed to be by myself in God's word, I was over there with him. So it's like you got to really think about, you know, being intentional across the board. That's good, too. Yeah. Agreed. Why, what I is think- the why? Go ahead. I, I love that. Why? Like, that is what I say for everything. If someone asks me something about anything, I'm like, well, what is your why? Like, what are, what's the reason you do it? And there's one thing that says, um, and this is not, this does not go with everybody's situation or relationship, but there's a saying that says if he can get the milk for free, why buy the cow? And I think a lot of us ladies, we desire to have these relationships and we desire to have these types of men, but we're also giving them husband privileges. At at the end of the day, you us sharing rent, you know what I mean, even though it may be convenient, even though your name being on my lease may be convenient, that's a husband privilege. That's something that I'm supposed to be building, you know, with myself. And I think once you've already lived out basically married, like y'all paying house, y'all basically married, it's like when you when you actually get married, it honestly takes away that fire. And I think that's a lot why a lot of people say, well, getting married don't really fix nothing. Well, it's it my, part of the reason I'm not saying marriage doesn't fix everything. I'm not saying that. But part of the reason that I feel like some people feel that way is because they they did it, they did it all before they even got married. Like they stepped into those lanes before they even got married. And that goes beyond like just having sex it's it's great if you're not having sex but you're still sharing rent y'all have split responsibilities um you know all of these things when you're playing house and you're you're living in that role of a husband or a wife it it takes away that spark and that fire and that the beauty of what god meant it to be within the space that it's meant to be in when you do it prior to if that makes sense Sex just kind of adds on to it. But all those other things that you're doing, you know, responsibilities and stuff that are like husband and wife-like, sex just adds to it. If you're having sex, that's that's adding fire to the flame because it's like, well, once we get married, we just going right back home and we might go on a nice little trip on a honeymoon, but we we doing the same stuff we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. It kind of takes that excitement away of like, oh, like we finally get to be together for real. It's kind of like, oh, same stuff. <laughs> same stuff. But <laughs> See you tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, huh? See you tomorrow? <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Just me personally. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not messing with that. Because that's just, that's just, that's just no. Mm-mm. Um, all right. So the next question um, is saying, how do people with addictions truly get delivered for themselves? In what sense? Um, I want to say, um, like relationally, so probably like sex addictions, porn addictions. So I can talk about a person I was addicted to. Um, I was with them for almost four years, and I literally believed that I could not live without them to the point where I would make up my mind that I wasn't going to do it anymore. A week later, right back with them, same cycle again and again. We break up. A week later, I'm back with them because I really thought that I couldn't live without them. But for me, it took literally deleting everything concerning them out of my life. So whether it's a relationship, whether it's sexual addiction, substance abuse, anything, if you want to be delivered from something, you have to get rid of all fragments of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's been about two years since I've gotten away from that relationship. But even still, there are moments and opportunities where I can go back to that. And I know I can, I know that door would still be open for me, but it's a conscious decision not to do it. Um, And I think it just comes with really making up your mind. Hey, I'm done with this. I'm getting rid of everything that resembles it. And even when those times come, I'm going to find another outlet other than that thing or that person. Um, And that's what helped me in that area. Yeah. Yeah. As cliche as as it might sound sometimes, you have to admit that it's a problem. Like if you can't admit it's a problem, then you're never going to be able to resolve that addiction. So I think first you have to admit that it's a problem and um, not be afraid to seek help. Cause some like, if it's, a, if it's a true addiction, you can't, sometimes you can't figure it out on your own. You don't know like where to start to even like start to let go of that addiction. So I think like seeking out help, um, someone to hold you accountable so you don't, go back to it, whatever that addiction may be. And um, I don't know, start on the path to kind of seek out whatever you need to do, whatever you need to let go. If it's some, uh, if it's a person or something, you know, whether it's porn or whatever it may be, uh, figure out the steps, you know, with the help of God to start taking um, the measures you need to take. But first you have to admit it's a problem. If you can't admit to yourself that this is a problem that I need to, resolve then you really can't get anywhere for me uh one of the things i struggled with was cursing like when i (laughs) i used to curse like a sailor because it started in middle school and it it was a thing that started because i felt like i needed to fit in um you know and i needed to sound cool or whatever and honestly it just stuck with me and anytime people would say like why do you curse i'm like well my sentences wouldn't be enhanced without these words. Like I, I'm, I have to have them in my vocabulary. You know what I mean? Obviously, I can turn it off. But one of the things that helped me with that, like Lafayette was saying, is starving those things, not having any remnants of um, that. And the, the the moment that it stopped is when someone explained it. Like, okay, when you you may be saved and you may have stopped cussing, but when you that that song come on that you love and mm-hmm. used to love in your past life 
and you may you may not say the word, but you said you still said it in your head. So I might say bleep, but I'm still I still know what goes there. You know what I mean? I still say it as I'm singing in my head. So that just gives you an example. That might be extreme for some people. And like I said, I'm an extreme person, but I just choose not to listen to the music at all. You know what I mean? Same with like feel certain desires or sensuality or certain, you know, feelings that I have. Like I don't need to listen to certain music. You know what I mean? I, I need to listen to all worship music or all, you know, um, gospel music, or if it's Disney Channel, some high school musical or something. And that's just me personally. I think it goes with your convictions. But at the same time, if you're really wanting to get rid of something, you can't you you can't have anything that is a link to that because it is so easy to get back to that. It is so easy to to compromise on one thing and now you saying, Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna do this or whatever. Or if since I li- I can listen to this and I was okay with it, like you know, I can watch this certain TV show. I love Grey's Anatomy. Like I, I this new season that came on, I want to watch it so bad. But I had conviction about okay, why are you watching a TV show that promotes everybody sleeping with each other or adultery and it has cussing in it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just a remnant of of things that I don't want to be part of my life, and I think it's 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 literally starting that like it's hard for me to not get on there and watch it i want to watch it so bad but it's i'm trying to starve myself of things that i feel like had control over me at once it's like anything that you allow to happen has some type of authority or lordship over you so if you're um let's say if you like if you're in a relationship and you're allowing that person to do certain things that gives them a certain amount of authority over you. It's the same with whatever your addiction is. If you're if you're feeding into it and you're feeding it and you're feeding it and you're feeding it, you giving it a little snack, you know, throwing some scraps off the table to it, it's gonna come back for more. Like it's going to come back for more, and it's gonna be harder to kick the, whatever the habit is if you don't starve it. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, yeah. So definitely get everything. I and like. Wes said you have to just be real about that this is even a problem um and then Lafayette said about like you know you gotta do what you gotta do like you gotta cut the thing off um you know go cold turkey whatever it is um but definitely progression over perfection for real um and also I feel like sometimes when it comes to like addictions or getting delivered or trying to be free for something we try to take matters into our own hands and we never have the strength to do it ourselves. Like, I feel like if we had our, the own, our own strength to do it, we would be perfect. But obviously, um, it takes, like, having to, you know, go to God. And I know I did, like, an episode. Um, it was, like, titled, like, Deliver Not Free or something like that. I did an episode um, on that recently this year. And basically, too, um, sometimes it takes, like, a renewed, a renewed mind. And what that means is, like, there are patterns that you have that kind of gets you to that so like what is it like is it um, um a coping mechanism that you have or is it something that um you know something a trauma you know that you've experienced and, and whenever you have a thought of that you go to this this thing to kind of like escape you know escape that um so like basically like getting down to the root of it um and then changing those patterns um and i feel like that should help you 
um, truly get delivered, definitely seek God, definitely seek help with everybody has said, um, and have accountability partners, people that know that you're on this journey of like, um, freedom and deliverance from the addiction that you do have. And like, and especially like when it comes to like porn and stuff, like, I feel like if you're trying to do that, like you should not be following certain accounts. Like, let's be real, you know, like you got to block them, unfollow them, do what you got to do. Um, because sometimes when you're looking at certain things, these are the type of content that's curated on your feed. Like, you know what I mean? And, and it can be, um, very tempting to people and they're like, Oh, let me just go watch porn. You know? So if you got to get off social media, do what you got to do. We'll miss you, but do what you got to do for yourself so that you're truly, you know, get free from that. And I love how everybody kind of put that all together because the key word is deliverance. And I think a lot of people focus on the addiction. Um, but first of all, the first step is just figuring out like, what's your end goal? Is it to stop? Is your end goal to actually be freed from it? And then from there, like what said, you have to acknowledge it. Once you acknowledge it, find the why. Why am I engaging in this? What is? What am I missing? What is something that I'm lacking or I feel like I'm lacking? Because for the most part, anytime somebody has an addiction, like Kiana said, you know, it, it stems from somewhere, whether it's you feel left out, whether you feel like you're not being loved, whether you feel like, you know, you're bored, whatever the case is, even if it's just a habit, it's a reason why you're doing what you're doing. So when you identify that reason, it's a lot easier to just not stop cold turkey. But now you have a new mindset. And you have a new way of thinking to go about actually being delivered and freed from it. And I think why people fall short when they do end up stopping cold turkey is because they never really got to the foundation or they never really got to the root of the problem. So like you said, Sam, you have to get to that root of the problem. And a lot of times we can't do it on our own. And that's where ultimately God comes in. But for the most part, even on, you know, in an earthly realm, therapy, like there's nothing wrong with therapy. And if you don't know what it is, it's really where you sit down and you have conversations with people, with someone who's really going to stem those conversations and really get you to talk about those areas where you feel whatever you're feeling. So that way you can get to the root of the issue and move forward from there. Mm -hmm. um, definitely agreed. Um, definitely your why that helps a lot. Um, for sure. Because sometimes we like people say, Oh, that's that to do or not to do that. Or you want to do this. But it's like, if you don't have your personal why it's like, you can easily just get off because it's just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this for real. I guess it's supposed to be bad. But you sh I feel like having that why in mind really helps push you like I, I try to have everything that I do there's a why behind it because that helps to push me to do that um, because I have a why um, but definitely important so um, I said in 20 minutes I'll do another giveaway so I'm going to write another number and this time it is 1 through 15 so those of you guys who are still on 1 through 15 I'm writing a number um, so the first person who gets that number wins the um, the giveaway um, so yeah, so as you guys are doing that, let us, um, let me put that on here, um, 1 through 15. All right, numbers 1 through 15. Oh, Hi, Jasira. Okay, Triple G. Triple G coming back for another one. <laughs> uh, no, y'all are close, though. Y'all are very close. Um, 1 through 15, 1 through 15. All right, Um, I don't want to go long. No. 
let me tell y'all what they are putting. So some of y'all are on Facebook, some of y'all are on YouTube. So y'all see. No, I see. I got eleven. I got thirteen. I got thirteen. Ah, I think just just Sarah. I think that's how you. Yes, you got it. <laughs> twelve. It was twelve. All right, cool. All right, so um, I I hopefully I'm saying your name correct. Just just Sierra. Um, go ahead and um reach out to me. You can find me on the Being One podcast page on Instagram or Being Sam TV, and um DM me so I get your information. Um, so you won a Kingdom Citizen tea. So it says Kingdom Citizen. I don't do church. I am the church. Um, and I have that either black or red that you that I can send to you. So just DM me um, and we can talk about that. But yes, you got it. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's do the last question of the night. And um, hmm, I have two questions left. And I guess it's up to y'all what y'all want to answer. So there's one that says boundaries with friends of the opposite sex. And I have, do you feel like women can accept honesty? Oh, I like that one. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this one. Women or, or men. We're going to make that very much. Why well, can't oh. be women? Okay. Okay, let's do that. Let Can women slash men? There we go. I don't, I would personally, I think it depends on the person. Um. But I do think that a lot of times people cannot handle the raw, honest truth. Mm. Mm. Even though they want it. it. People, I really do think people want it. They want but it. I think to an extent. But people want, can. I feel that people want you to confirm what they feel. They don't want to know the truth. They want you to validate what they think about you. But the moment you step outside of that and you tell them something, you hit them with something off guard, they're like, wait a minute. I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't think about it like that. That's very, mm -hmm. true. Mm. very true. Um, You know, it's funny because I think about like, I think my relationships where like men are like, Oh, I'm not ready for a relationship right now and stuff. Um, and sometimes like we take that as a, okay, like I mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be in a relationship, but we still like entertain it, you know what I mean? And like they may like continue to like, you know, they still talk to you and they still do stuff with you, whatever. And so in our back of our minds, like we like we're not taking them. I don't know. Like, does that make sense? Like, we're not taking them completely seriously, and it's just like they're saying, like, yeah, I'm. I really don't. I'm not trying to like, you know, um, be in that type of relationship that you might want to be in, and we don't take them serious. Like, I don't know. Does that still fall along the lines of we can't accept the honesty because we still try? I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And then a lot of people get mad. Or I've, from my experience, I've seen a lot of women get mad when the man was up front with them about not wanting to be in a relationship. And then when they show up with somebody else or they really show you that they don't want to be in a relationship, you act surprised. He told you the truth from the beginning. <laughs> Did you think he was going to change his mind? Like... Oh, Monica said... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's all. That's all. Yeah. Tyra said we hurt our own feelings. We be hurting our own feelings. Yes. We do. Can't <laughs> say yeah. <laughs> I think we just don't yeah. truly listen. You know, if it's not what we want to hear, like Laf said, we let it go in one ear, not the other. Like, okay. I heard what you said, but I can change you or I can change that perspective or this is how I feel and I'm going to get you to see things my way. And we can't necessarily do that. Like people think for themselves, like if they say what they said or even their interpretation of you or their opinion of you, like it is what it is. So I think the word there in that sentence is accept. And I think a lot of times men and women both have a hard time with that. Yeah. That's very true. Um, I was watching something, um, and it was like it was like this. I think they were dating for like four years, and um, he was just like, "Oh, he's not, he's not ready," or he was saying something about um, she was like, "Oh, I'm getting close to that age, and I need to have kids, whatever." He's like, "Oh, I'm not trying to have kids," and she's like, "Of course not, right now, like you know, <laughs> few years." And he was like, he was like. He was like, no, like, I'm not trying to have kids. And she's like, yeah, uh, uh, like, we don't, not right now. Like, we have to get married first. And then he was just like, well, I'm not, he was, she, he was like, well, I'm not trying to get married. And then she was like, she's like, not right now. And he was like, no, like, I'm not trying. So can you imagine, like, I don't feel like that's the first time they had a conversation, but they were dating for four years. And she's thinking, like, oh, today's the day he's going to propose. And this whole time, this man didn't want to get married, and he didn't want to have kids. <laughs> that conversation needed to be had. That conversation needed to be had three years ago. <laughs> but she told he told her she yeah. thought she was going to be able to change the situation. But I, he said said. I've experienced. Oh, you don't know what you talk about. Like, oh, you'll change your mind. Like, I'm a grown man. I pretty much know what I'm trying to do. Like. <laughs> That is true. Like uh, Tyra said, women like challenge. Women like the challenge of a changing of changing a man. Sit down, sis. Sounds like Joan Carol. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real. Poor Joan. Poor Joan. But that is true. And now that I'm thinking about it, I do. I do feel like that. Like I feel like sometimes, like we'll hear stuff, but it's just like in the back of our minds, like he say that now. But wait for know me for real. Like wait. Right, like <laughs> you gonna want to wipe me up. Like, just, just give a few months, like whatever. And disappointed. <laughs> disappointed yeah. for real. Hurting our yeah. own feelings, and then now you're That's four true. years in the relationship, and he was dead serious. Like, That's he, serious. <laughs> no kids or marriage. Right. Then right. I was like, I felt so bad. I said, wow, sis. Not four years. Mm -mm. Living in a fantasy land. Fantasy. Living in a fantasy. So like your husband was over there. You have to be there to pick you back up when that man was honest with you 10 years ago. Monica, that's fast. She said your husband was over there the whole time. You over here messing with no marriage, no kids wanting uh Tom over here. Trying to fix this man when the man God has for you is right there. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. wow. Oh, and that 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 brings me even to God. Like, even when God is trying to be honest with us sometimes and we don't want to hear it, where God is just like, 
No, you you have you're not behind your husband this year, but we don't want to hear that. Like you right. know, like it ain't happening this year. But it's just like, no, that's the devil. That's the devil. Right. <laughs> I'm at least meet him. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like yeah, then we get ready because then comes December thirty first, and we're like, well, dang, I really nobody, not even at the church. Right. And it's like we, we gotta we gotta accept the honesty. Like God's not gonna um he's not gonna steer us wrong. He said it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. I mean, but you you think about it. Society has kind of made us that way. Like even in school, somebody keep asking you a question until you answer it the way they want to. Um yeah. you know, it's it's this thing of presenting in a way to be correct, not necessarily actually presenting how you feel and you know what you think mm -hmm. in that moment. So I think we carry that into all aspects of our life, down to church people not being transparent and putting on the jargon, down to us pretending like a relationship is going to work, knowing that it's not. Like these are these are what stems from creating societal norms and co cultural norms. Like we run into stuff like this because this isn't a problem in every culture. I don't think like. Mm. I don't think so, but mm. with the American culture be on some other stuff. <laughs> like But then too, I wonder because when we talk about do like I feel like some I don't know. Cause I was gonna say sometimes I feel like there the honesty, it doesn't seem like it's like cutthroat, like this isn't it. Because I feel like we hear certain things so many times where it's just like, oh yeah, I've heard that before, but we don't take it serious in a sense. And I feel like, I don't know, like, like let's say you say you don't want to be in a relationship, like, then don't put on, like, don't do relationship things or leave me in that way yeah. that has me thinking that your mind could be changed. Like, you know what I mean? So, but like, what about the women who take someone being nice to them as wanting to be in a relationship? Like, do y'all want somebody to just dog y'all out and, like... <laughs> Is that what y'all need to believe that somebody's not into you or like, even though like, or do y'all feel like y'all can't be friends and that and like, because for me, I may not like somebody, but that may be a really good friend to me. Like, what if I want to go out to eat with you and we just talk like nothing relationship wise, I actually see a good friend in you. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's a problem unless you engage in some type of relational activity prior to that. Like, I feel like women, I'm I'm speaking for myself, like I can be friends with a guy, but if we had sex already, or if we've been in a relationship, I can't be your friend just for the fact that I'm going to be reminiscing or at least thinking about what we used to have. And the fact that we don't have that now, that's taking a whole new learning. Like you have to relearn that person in that light. So I think that's where the problem comes in at, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like if it's innocent, like I don't, I wouldn't take it like, oh my gosh, like, okay, we're going on, you know, hanging out and stuff like that, like anything. I think that when, yeah, like Monica said, I feel like when certain things are being done, that makes me feel as though like, okay, well, if you could do this, then I mean, you say, you know, while you now, you're going to want a relationship probably like, I don't know, you know, when you're ready, I'll wait type of stuff. And it's just like, how do we avoid hurting our feelings if we feel as though we're being led? to you know like have hope in that sense and i feel like a lot of people go wrong because they hold on sometimes i don't know i don't know i think for me i really had to understand that anything that comes from god is effortless and if i'm stretching my neck out 
more than that person or if I feel like I'm doing like I'm it, I'm I'm it's taking a lot of effort for me like I'm having to do extra and having to do a lot to even know if me and that person are going to have any type of relationship or if there is going to be a relationship then nine times out of ten it's not for me because God anything that comes from God honestly will fall on your lap like obviously there's things that we have to do we have to position ourselves or if he calls us to go out to this place where we gonna meet that person you know what I mean like there's there's things like that but at the same time it's gonna be effortless it's gonna be something that just works like if it's from God and if it's what he wants for you it's just gonna work out and you're not gonna have to be doing too much hard you know contemplating and thinking about it and me personally I'm that person I overthink everything I'm like okay well this person did this so like does that mean this you know what I mean that's how I was in the past and like I really this year had to turn over a new leaf and be like you know what God I'm not doing anything extra I'm going where you lead me to go I'm listening to the spirit and if if that is supposed to happen then it'll happen and it always happens it's always just it's always ordained by God and not like, okay, let me try to do this because honestly, if I'm doing a lot and trying to make a person think a certain thing, then are they really authentically thinking that anyway? You know what I mean? Like, like, like you said, we, we, us as women, we set ourselves up to get our, our feelings hurt. And a lot of times that's why we say like, okay, this is what we want. So we try to make it look like that's what it is. Or we try to make that person think like, okay, well, I'm wifey material, so, like, you you better wipe me up while you got a chance. Like, don't miss out on me. And then it's like, all right, fine. But then the, is that person really content? Like, you you want both of y'all to be ready. You want both of y'all to be happy. You want both of y'all to be content. Like, I don't want you with me if you're only with me because of what I told you about myself. I want you with me because you love me and you want to be with me. Because right. later, you're going to be like, Dang, I really wasn't even feeling this, you know, to begin with. And then again, my little feeling's gonna be hurt. <laughs> very true. That yeah, that that is very true. Um, and I feel like, yeah, like like what you said about if you gotta put in so much, you gotta do the most and you gotta do cartwheels, then over that like this little too much. It's probably not it. Um and I'm and I'm listening, I'm learning to take what, what people say, like man, I'm taking I'm learning to take what they say to Listen, you said you say you're not ready for relate. Okay, no problem. Bye. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not even entertain that because we're not doing that. I'm not trying to hurt my feelings. Right. And why would I do cartwheels and bend over backwards for you and not do it for myself? Like some women they'll go do it for a man, but yeah, you won't even participate in self-care. Like, girl, take care of yourself first. If he don't want you, he don't want you. He don't want it. That's, That's it. That's it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, but for real, that that's good. So yeah, take take what they say. Don't 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 kid yourself because obviously they said what they said. And if you if they said what they said and they knew they were being honest with you and you're still pressing and stuff like that, they gonna buy it in. And but they still said what they said. Like they might do stuff with you, but they said what they said. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Take that. Um. But. I know we get we got to two hours, so that was the questions. Um, the other question, I feel like I could probably answer that in the DMs for them. That's fine. Um, so y'all, it's season two finale. Um, so yeah, we're, this is the closing of season two. We had to run it back. 
Um, but I just want to thank everybody who um, was a part of season two. Um, thank you guys for the conversation, the laugh, the realness, the rawness, everything in between. Um, thank you, Kiana, for coming through um, during the season and your input and following. Thank you, Wes, for coming on today on the season finale. Um, thank you, Lafayette, for, for being down season one and season two. He had to come back for season two. We definitely appreciate your rawness, your realness. You keep it real with us, and we appreciate it. Monica, listen, we thank the you preacher. for your words, your wisdom. She be preaching on here. We love it. Yes, <laughs> love to see it. We love listen, the Monica. Listen, Monica, her, her own self, like, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, for even season one, you you would come on when I needed you, and season two, you held it down, and I definitely appreciate you um, and your perspective for sure. Um, so yeah, y'all know I love y'all. <laughs> I definitely love y'all for real. Um, thank you guys so much for just partnering up with me and the vision I have for this platform where we can have these conversations um, and just like sharing our story and being real because sometimes it's not easy to like you know to talk about you know your faults and just be real to help others but you guys do it and i i definitely appreciate that um i learned so much from you guys and i'm sure they learned so much from you guys as well um but yeah season two it's done um and um season three is kind of like to, to be tva um with our our hosts our new friends coming on and the date will be back um but definitely um those of you guys who who watch these lives um you guys can definitely follow keep like keep updated keep being updated with us on the instagram page as well as the facebook page as well as apple podcast um or even on spotify it's called the being one podcast and i just want to play this um short video just um promoting the teas that you guys that you guys can purchase and if you are local like if you are in my city or i'm um, down south i'll have shirts on hand um, so if that's more convenient for you, you guys can purchase a shirt. So I'm going to play the short video and then we're going to close out. Look what I got. Look what I got in the mail today. This is from Sam with B1 Podcast. Human Citizen Reality Church. It's a message. It's a message. I can't wait to wear it. But I'll be wearing sweatshirt. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Kingdom Citizen. I just hear Samantha's voice saying, I love it. I love it. Right. Um, so the link for that has been posted. I'll make sure that it's posted for YouTube as well. So you guys can get that link um, to purchase your own Kingdom Citizen tea. It says, I um, I don't do church. I am the church. All right. Um, but let us close out. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. It's been two hours and 14 minutes. So we had to do a big for the season finale. And if you want something, make sure that you reach out to me so that you can claim your prize. Um, um, but yeah, so anybody wanted to volunteer to close us out in prayer? 
Yay nay. No, no visitors. Okay. All right. Keanu, you said what? Y'all are mute. You're mute. Oh. <laughs> I said I'll pray. <laughs> I'm over oh, here. I'll pray. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. God, we just thank you so much, Lord. We know that for our age range, there are not very many places that where we can go and have these conversations and also go and hear people, other people talk about these conversations and their personal stories, God. So I just thank you so much for um, allowing Sam to be the vessel to create this platform for this to happen. We thank you so much for her and her vision and her life um, and that she was willing to do this and go forth and say yes um, to this project, God. We know that it has blessed so many people and that it will com continue to bless people in the coming future. God, I pray for every single person that watched this live, God, that they got some type of revelation from you, Lord, for their own personal lives, God, because we know that you want healthy, um, godly relationships for us. And that's not always easy in our culture, but God, we pray that there are more of these things that come out so that people can have answers um, from you about their relationships and about their lives, Lord. We just thank you for everyone who's also participating, God, that you just bless them and that you keep them safe, God, in um, everything that they do. All of us on here, that you keep us safe going to work, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, that you keep us safe and help us to continue to have this boldness, Father, to speak about you and speak about our personal experiences so that they can be a testimony that helps someone else, Lord. We just pray for your protection. We pray for your guidance um, and to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Thank you guys so much. We love you and have a good night. See you um, on season three. <laughs>